What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fitness for Thought. I'm here today with my co-host, Christian French. French, how we doing? Good. I'm here. He's here. He's <laughs> struggling with that quarantine life. Um, yeah. Today we got a Q&A for you. I think we got um, a couple really good topics, and we appreciate everybody who submitted something. Um, we could honestly do like entire episodes on a few of these, but um, we're going to try and get everybody's into one. And then um, in the future, if you have more ideas, send them to us and we'll talk through them. So the first question um, is from Chris Dunn, uh, owner of Iowa Strength Gym. If you guys don't know, it's where me and French trained this summer. It's a great gym. Um, no matter what your goals are, they kind of they have all bases covered. Great equipment, great staff amazing culture so if you guys haven't already checked them out um love it there but his question was what are your goals for the podcast and you know me and french before we started this episode we were talking and and we kind of weren't really sure about this because this was more of just a way for us to communicate about what we're learning and kind of start to build that connection further with you guys um and kind of show you guys what we're about. So I think the biggest goal for us right now is to just upload consistently. I mean, we plan on uploading uh, once a week for the foreseeable future. We record, you know, sometimes we record a few of these at a time. We got some in the bank. So I think that shouldn't be a problem. It's not too hard for us to find time to do this. And it's not really as time consuming as say a youtube video that you have to edit and and put time into upload process all that stuff so um yeah we plan on doing episodes weekly that's the biggest goal i think consistency is key and then um i think this our second goal is to just um provide good information for you guys be entertaining um we wanted to do this q a to kind of cater to you guys because we want you guys to enjoy this content, so we're really going to try and um, interact with you guys and talk about stuff that, that you actually want to listen to. I think podcasting is a great um, format for that because there's there's so much, it's such a long form um, piece of entertainment that you can really get a lot of information out of it. I like to listen to a lot of podcasts um, just, to, just to learn about stuff, so... Um, that's our second goal. I, French, you got any any other big goals for this? No, I mean, I think you you covered it. Consistency is obviously gonna be gonna be huge. And then just this kind of goes along with the second one, just getting out value, focusing on giving you guys value, something that you can actually use in the real world as opposed to, you know, I don't think, we were talking about this before that this is probably never going to be like a huge money maker for us. I mean, it'd be nice if it was, but we're not going to count on this thing for like our main source of income or really any income. This is a place for us to share some value with you for free. And hopefully, you know, you can apply it to your, to your life. Honestly. Yeah. But yeah. Other than that, getting out good content, listening to what you guys want, because if we're talking about stuff that, Obviously, we have topics that we're we favor, but if if those don't interest you guys, then you're not going to want to listen. You're not really going to get anything out of it. So, yeah, and I think this is another great way for us to just oh, I'm getting some echo. 
um, I think it's another great way for us to just build the relationship with you guys and for you guys to figure out what we're about and then kind of decide if this is something you're interested in. Um, I know I have, I've had some people ask, ask me some questions about, um, what it is that I've been pursuing and, you know, I've had some people come to me for help. So I think this is just another way for some people who may feel hesitant to reach out, um, to kind of get some of that information but yeah those are the goals so chris appreciate you for asking submitting the question um like i said again iowa strength best gym around go go check it out um yeah next question french French, you want to go to one of yours uh yeah i mean so i got a couple couple questions so first, first question I got was from our buddy Canyon Cooksley over at the Cooksley Convo. Check that out if you haven't already. Um, so his question was, what do you do if you have a problem losing weight? So this, we could probably make a whole episode just off this question. It's pretty broad, and you could break it down into specifics. But um, what I would say, obviously I'm not a registered dietitian, so don't take this as medical advice but i would say the first thing you're going to want to look at you're going to want to look at all aspects of you know your just lifestyle in general the first thing i would look at is your diet because your diet is probably more i think it's probably the most important thing when it comes to like body composition you can probably get away with little to no exercise if your diet is very on point but you can exercise a lot and have a crap diet and not see great results so i think that diet is the most important thing you know, it's calories in versus calories out. If you burn more calories, expend more calories than you're consuming, you're going to lose weight. But if you intake more calories than you burn, you're going to gain weight. It's pretty simple. I, I like that because it's, you know, anyone can kind of see the, it's a pretty simple analogy. So I would say look at maybe track your calories for maybe a week or so. If you've never tracked your calories, um, you could download an app like, my fitness pal is the one that i have used a lot in the past you can just type in the food that you're eating um it helps to kind of measure it out or weigh it out just for not that you don't not that you have to do it forever but just to kind of see okay i'm intaking this many about this many calories a day and then if you're gaining weight on that try to eat a little less if you're losing weight on that you can afford to eat a little bit more so and then along with calories, calories is obviously the most important part, but the, the types of food that you're eating are also going to play a role in that. Obviously, a piece of pizza is a lot more calorically dense than a bag of spinach. So I don't really have to tell you that. So try to eat healthy foods, whole, like fruits, ve- fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, stuff like that, healthy fats. Um if you don't feel like eating less, you can always exercise more. You know, you've got to compensate with one. You either got to move more or eat less or a combination of both. So look at uh, how many steps you're getting in a day. You know, I think my mom, she has a Fitbit and she has a goal every day of getting like 10,000 steps in, which is seems ins- insignificant. But if you can have that consistent, like uh, consistently burning the same amount of energy, then it's kind of a good, good point to to reference there um but yeah i'd say those two are the best thing 
sleep is another big one. Um, if you're not sleeping enough, you're probably going to retain more water in general, and your hunger hormones are going to kind of be all out of whack because you're not getting enough sleep. So try to shoot for at least seven to eight hours of sleep per night. Um, you got anything to add to that? I think uh, I think you pretty well covered it. The only thing I would add, I mean, really what Christian said is true. It's going to come down to calories in versus calories out. I mean, it's as simple as that. You will you cannot gain weight if you're burning more calories than you are consuming. Um, so I would say that's the biggest thing. Uh, he covered everything else. The only thing I, I would add um, to kind of, I would just say be consistent with your diet. That makes it easier. Um, it's not easy to be consistent, but um, once you become consistent, that makes it a little bit easier. Um, and I would say try and eat foods that are going to fill you up you know, um, as opposed to some of these, um, foods that have no nutritional value. So you can eat a bag of chips and, you know, before you know it, the whole thing's gone and that's full of calories, but they don't do any good for you other than fill you with sodium. But when you eat a big steak, you're going to get a lot of protein from that. And I mean, it's not really that many calories, but odds are it's going to fill you up. So, um, yeah, just take that into account. Really, um, just starts, just start simple and easy. If you are the type of person that doesn't like to work out, likes to eat, you know, your favorite foods, that's okay. Um, just start maybe going on walks and then, um, being consistent with your diet. I mean, you don't have to eliminate all your favorite foods, just start being consistent with it and then slowly either like Christian said, reducing your calorie amount or, you know, I mean, cutting out some of those junk foods, um, start there and then slowly work your way into a consistent like workout regimen and get your diet cleaned up. And I think you'll see a lot of progress from there. That's pretty much as simple as we can put it. Um, so let's go to the next one. Uh, Another question we got from Canyon. Shout out to Canyon. Um, he said, what are some body weight exercises you can do in the comfort of your home? So this is a good question. Um, I think it's more important now than ever because a lot of people won't have the luxury of going to gyms. And maybe you, you, know, you can't afford to go to gyms, whatever the case may be you can always get good workouts in at home. You, if you're the type of person who just needs to lose weight or, um, maybe you just want to maintain general fitness, I think you can really do a lot at home. Um, and even if you're the type of person who, you know, might have more specific goals as far as like powerlifting or bodybuilding, it might be a little bit harder to be specific to your goals, but I think you can still achieve this. Um, as far as body weight exercises, I think it's pretty hard to beat um, the basics as far as push-ups, sit-ups, um, if you can somehow rig pull-ups, body weight dips, you know, you can do chair dips, um, and then from there you can do a lot of cardio stuff, you know, um, jumping jacks, jump ropes, burpees, um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff you can do and those are pretty easy to, to program too. I mean, 
you can do any type of um, kind of circuit training where you go from exercise to exercise, maybe do five rounds of 20 reps of each exercise, 20 push-ups, 20 sit-ups, um, 20 burpees, you know, and do rounds of that. Um, that's good enough to just, you know, get a good workout in for most people. If you're looking at it from more specific terms, you're going to have to get creative and you might have to get some equipment. Um, it's pretty hard to maintain your current level of training. If you go from lifting in a gym, powerlifting with barbells, um, compared to just lifting at home with no barbell, it's, it's hard to get that same amount of stress on your body. But, um, for that, you might have to look at investing in, in some equipment. Otherwise, you know, you can always maintain your strength or, you know, maintain it as much as possible, but you're going to want to eventually get, um, a little bit of equipment. French. Yeah. I think you hit the, what is it? The nail on the head or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, ups, pull ups for legs. You can do, um, my favorite thing to do for legs with body weight is probably a split squat rear foot elevated split squat if you just have like a chair or a bed something you can put your foot on uh those are good you can do body weight lunges body weight squats um and then as far as adding resistance i would say one of the best things you could invest in for a home gym is like a pair of resistance bands with uh, handles on them because you know they're easy to adjust you can hook them on i know a lot of them the ones i have you can hook them like in a door so you can have them low high in the middle so those are good if not you can probably find household items to to increase the resistance like most people are going to have a backpack at home fill that backpack with like can like you probably have canned goods in your on uh, your your cupboard like canned vegetables or just yeah you, uh, water you can, bottles you can get creative i mean anything can be yeah, a weight um honestly. i mean you can get buckets fill it with dirt fill it with rocks right you can do um you know a lot of strongman training actually at home depending on what you have you know carry i mean carrying stuff farmer carries you can get creative with that stuff too yeah you can i mean if you're handy too with like woodworking you could probably build a whole gym just from like wood and stuff like that especially like strongman type of things but yeah you can find household items around that most people are going to have in their house to add a little bit of resistance. If you have a partner, that probably helps a lot too. You could do like uh, you could do like towel bicep curls with a, with a partner, or towel tricep pushdowns. Um, if you have someone that's smaller than you or you're super strong, you could have them like sit on your back while you do push-ups. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's it's all about just getting creative because yes, if you're used to you know lifting hundreds of pounds in the gym there's no way to really replicate that if you don't have a barbell and plates but that doesn't mean that you just throw it all out the window there's always ways because i mean if you're really strong before maybe you can do more circuit training and work on your cardio a little bit more or you have you have a lot more time to train your core i mean you can there's countless core exercises just using your body weight that you get a really strong core just from that so it's all about being creative and that's that's the main thing honestly yeah, and I would say you'd be surprised how much um, of your strength and fitness levels you can maintain 
And another thing to remember is when you do go back to the gym, if you if this is a case of like quarantine or whatever, you are going to be slightly detrained from not working with those heavy loads. So just keep that into account. Don't go full bore on the first day back and then experience some delayed onset muscle soreness. Can't get out of bed or walk for a week. So just be careful. <laughs> yeah. Plus, if you're already trained before and then you become detrained, you're uh, you're gonna get those gains back a lot quicker than I think than you'd probably think. So just be patient. Plus, you're just gonna be a lot more you know grateful for the gym when you get back. So that's always good. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Next question, French. All right. So, other question I had was from Logan Crawford, fellow East Buchanan graduate. So he his question was, cutting versus bulking, pros and cons, and what's your favorite? So, this is another question that we could probably do a whole episode on. So, for context, if you don't know, cutting is when you are in a caloric deficit trying to lose fat while maintaining the most amount of muscle as you can. And then bulking is pretty much the opposite, trying to put on muscle while putting on the least amount of fat, so in a caloric surplus. So pros and cons, I would say the pros start with bulking. The pros of bulking, you get to eat more food. It's not You don't have to worry about as much as you do as you're cutting. You won't have to weigh as much or you can – eat some more unhealthier foods. Um, you're going to feel a lot stronger in the gym. You're going to have a lot more energy. You're going to be able to lift heavier weights. You're probably going to, I mean, obviously, if you're doing it right, you're going to be building muscle, so that's going to be motivating and inspiring to you. Um, let's see. You could probably go out to more, like, social events. I mean, if you're in a really, like, serious cut you're probably going to have to not eat out as much as you would have if you were bulking, so that's good. Um, cons, sometimes for, if people have a, if you don't have a huge appetite, it can be tough to bulk. You kind of you might have to push yourself as far as how much you eat, which can get a little uncomfortable for some people. Um, if you don't do it the right way, you could potentially put on too much fat, or if you just bulk for too long, and that can happen. Um, you could probably feel a little less in shape. You know, your muscles might be getting bigger, but you might be sacrificing, you know, your cardio. So that's those are the main ones I can see for bulking. Cutting, pros of cutting, you're going to be able to shed some body fat. And I think the biggest thing is probably you're going to – it's going to be a good gauge. Once you get lean, it's going to be a good gauge of your progress, you know. What kind of muscle have you really put on over the last – few months years that type of stuff um so you're obviously going to look a lot better um that's the main one i can think of for that you'll probably be eating healthier because you'll want to eat foods that fill you up more so that's good um cons you're probably going to be a little less you're probably going to be a little more hungry you're going to have less energy um your strength is probably going to just plateau or even go down a little bit and you could potentially if you diet for too long you could experience some muscle loss or if you're not eating enough protein you could lose a little bit of muscle so um those are my pros and cons as far as what's my favorite i think i can speak for both of us that we haven't really like went on a purposeful 
like cut in our lives you know we're like in our 20s uh so we haven't really done any like bodybuilding shows um there has been times in my life where i've like lost weight either maybe intentionally or even unintentionally but it hasn't really been that difficult for me just because i can just exercise more eat a little less and it's not that big of a deal but as far as bulking um you know i would say obviously it's good to see progress when you bulk because you're gonna be able to see increase in muscle size and muscle strength and not have to worry about eating um not have to worry about eliminating certain foods so it just really depends on the person as far as to what what your favorite's going to be um yeah i mean if i could answer this question like 10 years from now when i had more experience with both i could probably give you a lot better answer with that one but uh the last part is a little bit difficult for me because i mean we haven't really been doing cutting and bulking cycles like a traditional bodybuilder i guess so what do you have nolan um yeah i think you pretty much covered all the all the big pros and cons for each of them the only thing i would add is um your like state like your anxiety and your body image um with both both of them i think it could be a pro when you're bulking because you might start seeing some progress i know like when i've started bulking you know i might notice my arms look a little bigger that feels good um, but then it could be a con too, because you could be a little self-conscious. Maybe you got a little tummy now and the same thing goes for cutting. Um, you could feel really good because you're getting striations, your abs are starting to show and, uh, you know, you're happy with your physique overall, but also, you know, you could be, um, disappointed with some of the muscle loss that might come with it. So you could think, oh, I'm, I'm, I feel small now. And, and plus like, Oh, I don't feel as strong, you know, and it can kind of compound. I think either, either of them can get dangerous as if you go to two extremes. Um, and I think that's the biggest problem with most people who do a bulk or a cut. Um, I think when people think of a bulk, they think I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want and stuff my face with junk food and then, um, wear a sweatshirt all the time and bench four plates. And then I think people think with, with cutting, um, I'm going to have to do all this cardio. I can never eat. I'm going to be fasting for 17 days and then, you know, be dying. But when I crawl onto the stage to pose down, uh, I don't think, I don't think it's, I mean, I can't really speak for cutting, but, um, I know for bulking, it shouldn't be like that. I've done that before. I've done the bulking where you eat whatever you want and you just shove your face full it's not main it's not maintainable and it doesn't really put on the quality of muscle that you're that you want to so that's the that's the biggest thing you want to be controlled um but that's another thing i i mean if i were to talk about my bulking experience i've really started to focus on the diet part of it within the past year and a half two years um i never felt like i was big enough to um, cut. I mean, I'm not happy with, uh, my, I'm not like satisfied with my physique, um, at all, but I've never felt like I was big enough to the point where I needed to cut down. Um, and that's kind of just a personal, personal issue. But, um, so I always felt like I needed to bulk. So I've been bulking for like the past two years, I would say. And, um, it's, 
It's been an experience. I mean, I'm not the biggest eater. Everyone, every one of my friends can attest to this. I take forever to eat and I don't eat very much. Like it's ridiculous. My friends will be eating and I'll be sitting there for the next 15, 20, 25 minutes and I haven't finished my food. I just can't eat very much. I have a very small stomach. Um, I think if you look at like my brother, um, he's, he's pretty like, he has like a skinnier build. Um, that's kind of how I used to be for me to see any progress, like any muscle gain. Um, I have to be conscious, consciously eating past what I'm comfortable with. Um, and it's been like that for years. I, I mean, it's not fun. I'll cook my meals and, you know, I'll be hungry or I'll be full, um, halfway through the meal and I'll have to just power through it. And it's not even enjoyable. Food doesn't even, it's not enjoyable, but you just have to do it. Um, and that can get to a point where, you know, like I said, I've been there where it's, it's not even, it's more of a chore to do it. And, um, you know, it starts to, it starts to come back to bite you because you're starting to gain fat and, and you're not really gaining quality muscle. But, um, that being said, I do think there is a point of comfortability that you have to push past when you're bulking because it's not easy to eat six meals a day. Um, so I don't think, um, either, either of them are fun by any means, but I think that they're necessary tools. Um, I think it's good to do each of them steadily. I wouldn't do like a, a four week cut before you have a competition. I mean, I do it over the series of like two, three, four months, um, if not longer. And the same thing with the bulk. I mean, if you, if you think, if you've like always been one of those kids who thinks they're skinny, um, kind of like how I was, if you plan on putting on a bunch of size or, um, you want to focus on strength, you know, just do it steadily. Don't, you don't have to shove your face full of stuff. Um, and yeah, I would just say, just be careful with it. Um, I, I have liked bulking for this, um, simple fact that I feel strong. Like I notice when I'm eating more, I, I feel stronger when I'm at heavier weights. Um, the one thing I do notice that my cardio isn't as good, especially from when I was in high school and I was constantly, um, you know, running and, and, and playing sports and all that. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm the, I'm the biggest I've ever been right now and I feel the strongest I've ever felt. Um, my physique's like a little bit fluffy, but I mean, it's just some of the, one of the things that comes along with it. Um, I do plan on doing a cut at some point within the year. Um, I haven't decided yet, like I'm not completely hundred percent set on it, but I would like to see how that process is. And even if it's just like a mini cut, like six to eight weeks, you know, I'd still be curious to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on bulking. Um, yeah, I think one more thing that I would add, this is kind of a side note, but if you're like high school or even like middle school, high school, or even like college age, I wouldn't even honestly worry about cutting unless like you have like a lot of like, maybe you're at like an unhealthy weight and you need to get into more of healthy weight range. I would just focus on building muscle, like steadily, obviously not like doing a perma bulk where you just eat French fries and potato chips for years on end, but like just focus on gaining muscle because, you know, when you're young and you have, 
when you're younger, your hormone levels are probably the highest they're ever going to be. So you're going to have the best chances of building the most muscle when you're in your teens and your 20s. So I would just say focus on bulking and then do like, like Noel was just talking about. Maybe you bulk for like, you know, you'd be bulking for the majority of your time and then just do like a four to six week mini cut to clean up a little bit every so often. So, because yeah, yeah, I think you're going to have all the time in the world to to cut but i don't think anyone should really be worried about getting like stage lean at like 18 or even like 20 years old in my opinion yeah i totally agree and the other thing about being that lean is it's very hard to maintain especially like when you see those bodybuilders out on the stage that's impossible to maintain um you know you do have certain people who maintain low body fat percentages just because their um their genetics are appealed to that more but even then um, once you go be- below a certain point, it's not really healthy anymore. Um, so yeah, if you're younger, I definitely wouldn't be concerned with it. Um, if you're overweight and you're younger, um, you can always, you can always try and shed some of that fat, but, um, especially if you're playing sports all the time, I would focus more on, on fueling your body with good food. Um, yeah. and then, and then putting on some muscle. So yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much the basics of bulking and cutting, I would say. Um, next question comes from Trey Holub. And this guy's reached out to me, said he enjoys the podcast. So shout out to him. Appreciate him for listening. Um, he asks us to expand on plateaus and failures. And I think um, just like bulking and cutting, we could probably go pretty in-depth with this. But um, short answers, I would just um, say that Plateaus are kind of complicated, and I think everyone experiences them. I feel like I've experienced plateaus that just seem like they last forever. And usually when you're experiencing plateaus, um, I think there's three main things that you have to look at. Um, the first for me is you – or well, I think the first for anyone um, should probably probably be your training because no matter what – well, to some extent, no matter what level of training you're at, whether you're a beginner beginner or an intermediate, um, once you turn into advanced, I mean, it's a, it gets a little bit different, but um, your training is going to play a huge part in your progress. I mean, especially when you're a beginner, you can get away with some of the stuff that um, you can't as, a, as an intermediate, but um, I, would, I would look at your training. Have you been doing the one? Have you been doing the same thing for too long? Um, two is your training optimized. So are you using progressive overload? Um, and then I would also look at, you know, how are your weights compared to in the past? Are you steadily progressing? Um, and maybe you just are getting tired or not tired, but used to some of the, some of your favorite exercises, Um, it's easy to stick to your favorite exercises all the time, but sometimes you need to step out of your box, out of your, um, box and kind of experiment with new exercises. So look at your training, see if there's something you can fix there. Um, next I would look at your nutrition. Um, if you're experiencing a plateau, odds are you're not eating enough or you're not eating good enough food. So if you really can't seem to progress and you think you're doing everything right from a training aspect, I would start to clean up your diet as best you can. Um, and then just 
just keep fueling the food because um, you'd be surprised how much food it takes to start putting down muscle and you know some people are they genetically need more um it takes them longer to put on muscle so you really have to pump pump the food um and then finally i'd look at your sleep so this is the biggest thing like when i think of plateaus in high school you know i, I obviously i wasn't training optimally in high school just because i didn't know as much as i know now um but even if i was i probably wouldn't have been experiencing um the most amount of gains that I could have just because I wasn't sleeping very much. So you can literally have everything on point, but if you're sleeping five hours, you're not going to put, you're not going to gain, um, strength or muscle. I mean, your body just needs sleep to repair. Otherwise you're just breaking it down over and over again in the gym. Um, from a mindset perspective, well, French, you want, you want to add anything else? No, I think you got, because hopefully if you're, I would say training is the biggest thing, like you said, hopefully your nutrition and your sleep should at least be consistent. So the biggest, the biggest amount of variability will come from your training. So again, it's going to be, this is, this is a tough one because it's different for everyone. I would try, you know, if you've been doing the same exercises for an extended period of time, maybe try a different, throwing in some different variations, you know, um, if you're just doing squat, bench, and deadlift, maybe you can switch out the back squat for like a front squat or like a pause squat. And then maybe you can switch to, you know, like a dumbbell press instead of barbell or maybe do like an incline dumbbell press, something like that. So I would mess around with variation. I would mess around with maybe like rep ranges. You know, if you're constantly just doing like lower reps, like in like the five to 10 rep range, maybe throw some more higher rep stuff in there like 10 to 20 reps um and then i would look at how like how often you're training versus like are you taking deloads as needed or are you just kind of pushing through like because obviously we all want to feel tough and never want to take a break but breaks are good if they're strategically placed so you'd rather take a week off or take a week that's lighter than just log through another week of crappy training so that kind of plays into recovery as well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things you can tweak, honestly. I, I think the two biggest things, um, now that I th- now that I think about it more, the two biggest things that have helped me with plateaus um, recently has been, um, one, prioritization. So if you're experiencing, speci- like, if you're really, let's say, like, your shoulders really don't grow, um, you really have to prioritize your shoulders. I mean, it's just that simple. You have to do shoulder work more. Um, so when I say prioritize, I mean, put in more volume, put in more shoulder work throughout the week. I mean, you can spread it out. You can, you know, you can do shoulders after you do legs. It doesn't have to be on your, on your upper body day. Um, just, just do more shoulder work. Um, and you know, that's, that's probably the biggest thing that drives, um, drives you to kind of bring up some of those weak points. And then the other thing I would say is periodizing. So I think this is something that um, not a lot of people think about when it comes to programming. And this is something I'm getting slowly more accustomed to, but you have to periodize your programming so that you're not constantly doing the same thing. So let's say 
you're prioritizing your shoulders. Like I said, you can't always train your shoulders with high volume for months on end. You have to train them with high volume and then maybe you train them with low volume just to kind of resensitize them because your shoulders won't be used to training as much when you're when you're doing less volume. Then you steadily start to pick it back up again. Maybe you do some metabolite work where you're doing more drop sets and burnouts and whatnot. So um, don't be afraid to put muscle groups on the back burner. Um, I mean, let's say you have a really big back. That's okay. Um, that's good. You want to. You can always prioritize other muscle groups. Maybe do less sets for back, um, and instead do more sets for your weak points. Maybe triceps are your weak points. Um, so that'll allow you to not only prioritize your weak points, but then when you go back to back training, back to training your back, your back will be resensitized and the, and the added volume um, will cause it to grow. So that's another thing, um, kind of just playing with prioritizing certain muscle groups. I mean, I ran an entire um, mesocycle where I was prioritizing my shoulders and arms. Um, I've ran mesocycles where I prioritize my chest. Um, so you can, you can definitely handle, um, bumping up the volume for some things. Um, just know when you do that, it might come at the price of sacrificing the volume for other things. So I think that's another thing to think about when you're, when you're experiencing a plateau, Maybe if you can't get your bench up, you've been stuck at the same bench thing, bench uh, PR, just think about, okay, well, where am I weak during the bench? You know, you just kind of have to evaluate um, what you're doing and then, you know, look at how can I work on it? Maybe, maybe you're slow off the chest or maybe you have a bad lockout. Okay. Then I'm going to, let's say you have a bad lockout. Well, I'm going to throw in some floor presses, train floor presses for a mesocycle and then boom your bench goes up five pounds. I mean, you can't just expect to do the same thing over and over again um, and get the same results. After a while, your body's going to get used to what you're doing and you're going to have to, you're going to have to mix it up. So identify what the problem is. Um, That's not, that's easier said than done. Um, But identify what the problem is and then go from there. Uh, You can always, that's what, that's the good thing about training is the more experience you gain, the more you learn how your body works and what it responds to. So as far as failures, um, this is something that everybody goes through and, um, it's tough. It's really tough because they can kind of, uh, discourage you from continuing, you know, some people completely give up on training or some of their training goals just because they don't come like that. I think the biggest thing to remember is that, um, you just have to trust the process and you have to know that nothing is nothing is given to you. You're going to have to work for whatever it is. And even if it doesn't come right away, it's going to be, it's going to feel better when you achieve it. Um, if you've, you know, if you've failed a hundred times. So I think just remember having that mindset of, um, okay, I failed. This is just another opportunity to learn what can I do better and how can I come back stronger? So failure is tough, but without it, you'd never get better. So you just have to have that mindset. 
of I'm going to take take what happened here and and use it as a lesson and grow from it. French? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, failure, that's... We don't like to think about it, but that's where all the good stuff happens, really. I mean, it's all it's all fine and dandy when you're making gains and setting PRs, but it's not you're not really being pushed as much. When you hit failure, then it's like, okay, you have to kind of step back, reevaluate your plan, go back to the drawing board, and... You know, you have to exert a lot more effort than when things are going smoothly. So I would just take it as an opportunity to get better as opposed to seeing it as, oh, I failed. Like, man, I'm not good enough. I suck. Like, yeah, it's all all about how you look at it. I mean, you got to be a glass half full as opposed to glass half empty type of person. So just know that that's where you're really going to get better chance for you to better yourself and, you know, separate yourself from other people. Because, I mean... I don't think you've truly ever failed until you just give up. I mean, you're going to, any, any like person that's achieved a big level, a high level of success, they probably tell you that they failed a lot more than they succeeded, but they probably just failed a lot faster than other people and a lot harder and they failed a lot more often. So yeah, failure is yeah. key to success. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things that's, it's hard to, for us to just preach about because it's kind of one of those things that you just have to deal with. Um, you just, it's a mindset thing. It's, it's hard for us to give you tips. Um, but the fact of the matter is you just have to accept that you're going to fail and it's not always going to be pretty. Um, and you just have to take it as an opportunity to learn. Trust me, it sucks. I mean, I've, I've experienced some fails in, in terms of, you know, lifting where it's it's just so discouraging to the point where you don't even want to continue doing what you're doing um but those are the things that i mean you look back a year later and you think oh man what was i doing good thing i learned from that because if you're not failing then you're not gonna you're not gonna have to learn how to adapt and you're not gonna get better um you can only progress so far before you start failing and the good thing about it is the more times you fail the more the more lessons you learn and then you kind of pick up some more things to put in your toolbox for the future um as far as lifting goes you know some of those things will happen again then you can tell yourself you know oh well this is why i failed now i know and and i can use that for next time so yeah that's just like another mindset thing that you have to have um don't be afraid to fail I wouldn't use that as an excuse not to do something. Um, even if it's something that you're, that you're, you know, you won't be good at. Maybe you want to start Olympic lifting, but you have no idea how to snatch or you have no idea how to clean. That's okay. You're not going to be great at it right away. So just remember that. French? Anything else? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is just don't be afraid to fail. I mean, I would rather have people laughing at me, making fun of me because I'm really sucking at something than be the person on the sideline laughing when they're really not, they're too afraid to fail. Because, I mean, failure, it's going to, it breeds winners and it breaks losers. I mean, people that fail and they get back up, that's going to serve them well in the long run. If people fail... And they just say, ah, well, it's not for me. And then those people, you're never going to reach your full potential by doing that, in my opinion. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's right. why, that's that's kind of why we're doing this podcast. I mean, we didn't, 
coming to this podcast saying, oh, we finally figured out everything that we got to start sharing this with everybody. We know we don't know everything, but you know, we, we, maybe this, you know, we know this isn't going to be perfect. You know, maybe we will look back at this from a year from now and think, wow, our talk, like our speaking skills were terrible. Our, our talking points were terrible. Um, you just have to do, you just have to do something and then fail and then you learn and then you get better. That's just the process of everything. Um, like French said, it's better to just do things and fail than to not ever try and do things at all. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about, um, doing something out there, but you're worried that you're going to look stupid or, or you don't want to, um, you know, you're not going to look cool if you do it, who cares? I mean, there's only one way to, to achieve stuff and you just have to do it, you know? Yeah. Got one life. Gotta live it up. Damn straight. All right. I think that's it. Unless you have any other questions, French. Um, it's a good 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, I, if you guys like these Q and A's, let us know. I think they're good just to kind of get several topics in. Um, plus you guys can kind of, dictate what we talk about so we might do one of these in the future we also want to get a guest on here to kind of break it up so you guys don't just have to listen to our voices all the time but yeah i think this is good for mixing it up so appreciate you guys for listening and unless french has anything else well thanks for listening peace awesome see you guys